Chris Davis takes it to the back of the end zone. He'll run it out to the 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 45. Here goes Davis. Oh, my God. There's a throw Thank you for joining the ESBC Podcast Network, where the purpose of every podcast is to make money. Every podcast is a business meeting that has a purpose, a specific purpose, and an outcome, business outcome, that makes it repeatable, scalable. So last year, we made $71,000 bidding college football. Who the hell are we and why should you listen to us? I have an MBA. Uh, Clients that worth $50 million, uh, securities, licenses, and we use business financial concepts in order to determine the outcome of the game, not determine the outcome of the game, but be able to anticipate the outcome of the games on a high level. But we are not selfish. We teach you how to do the same. One business concept is that if you're the toughest, smartest guy in the room, you're in the wrong room. Have arena league superstar. His brother's the starting quarterback for your Oregon State Beavers. He played college football. He's played professional football. And really, time goes by fast. Now it's been two years, Ken. And I've been winning a lot of games. You know, high level. So 59%. Uh, you can live off, you can live off sports betting in Vegas. And we're always north of that. Uh, you know, we're in the high 60s college, and then we we're 60% NFL. 78% uh, NFL playoffs, and we were close to 70% bowl season, and the NCAAs were way above that. So that's what we anticipate this uh, season. Thank you, Chad Nolan, for joining us. If we get week zero, uh, we have to wor work hard to research them to get to the point now where we feel confident. Yeah, man, it's a, it's an awesome time of year, man. Football season is upon us, and uh, – we got a nice, easy, light kind of warm-up slate to get us going for uh, next Thursday and next week, which is just a ton of games. But, uh, man, there's some some good stuff. Me and Josh spent a good amount of today researching these games, and uh, we've got some good picks for you. Absolutely. Absolutely. And first one we're going to start with are your North Texas Mean Green, Coach Seth Luttrell, who coached with all the big guys in uh, the area. So right now in the NFL, 80% of the teams are running air raid concepts. Uh, they're going to go, next year they're going to go into the American and studying them, we did the previews, uh, on the board is the Fratello family worth $23 billion dollars. Uh, they own a lot of things, including the Palms. They're on the board. They built them a brand-new stadium and workout facility uh, so they can pay more for coaches. 
their opponent in UTEP, which is a poor program, that they finally got a winning season after losing for a while. I just think North Texas has better players. Uh, Seth Luttrell was given time to develop the, the roster, and they played great at the end of the season. I just think North Texas has more resources. And it's, the fact that it's going to be a conference game, conference USA game, uh, I like it being over in the heat in El Paso, Texas tomorrow. So I like North Texas money line over 54. What do you think, Chad? Yeah, man, I, lo- I love it here. You know, North Texas is a team that, uh, you know, lost one, – won their first game. They lost six straight last year. They were one and six. They had to rack off five wins in a row to finish the year six and six and make a bowl game. So, um, you know, that that offense was cooking during that time. I think they're going to, you know, carry some of that momentum in um, from last year. And, you know, they're they're moving to the AAC, a bigger conference. I think they're, uh, you know, they're a step up in talent. And, um, you know, really, really expect them to uh, – Expect this one to be to be high scoring. You know, North Texas off definitely. Um, you know, early on in this season, I'm expecting you know a lot of the defenses to be ahead of offenses. You know, a lot more unders and overs. You know, this week one, but um, you know this game here, I, I do think this is one where the offenses could be ahead of the defenses. North Texas very young on the defensive end. Um, you know, so they they they'll score a bunch, um, but they'll, they'll they'll give up some points too. So yeah. Like the over over in this one a lot, and like North Texas to win win a close uh, close high scoring game. Right, and the fact that it's a conference game, they're they're going to take a lot of coaches are going to keep things in their back pocket. I think in the second half and in the fourth quarter, you know, as defenses wear down, they're going to pull things out of their back pocket to to make this game go over. Yeah, and that that heat in El Paso. I mean, fourth quarter, especially if this is a close game and guys are right. just selling out. You know, there's going to be a couple of big plays at the end because guys are gassed. Right. So let's look at that El Paso, Texas weather. <laughs> Not even September yet. Right on the border. So tomorrow, it's going to be a nice 92. It'll be like in the mid 80s, the kickoff time. Yeah. Still with the heat and humidity, the pads, the nervousness, energy. The turf adds 10 degrees, too. Ooh. Easy 10 degrees. Nasty. So those pieces are going to wear down. And unfortunately, they just don't have the depth in those programs, even though their Texas has the money and they're getting there. Next thing we're going to look at is a professional coach. Playoffs. Remember? Playoffs. That was Jim Moore's dad. Uh, the guy's been head coach of your Seattle Seahawks, head coach of the New Orleans Saints. He uh, did a better job than Rick Neuheisel at UCLA. He really was doing good at UCLA until he got pissed off at the administration because guys can get into Cal, into Oregon, Washington, but can't get into UCLA because of the academic standards. So once he got pissed, he stopped recruiting. That's when he went downhill with UCLA. Uh He's recharged his Jets, Blue Spanos, great defensive coordinator. And instead of trying to get the job at UConn, he recruited more to come there. A lot of players stayed, so they're going to play really good defense tomorrow. So I, I look at it to be under 60, and they should cover, if you can get it over that key number 28, they should cover 28 points. These are professional, good coaches, first game of the season. A lot of FCS teams do well early in the season 
and Chad, you played, so you can speak to this, that the first game of the season, you're fresh. Depth isn't that big of a concern, you know, until maybe the third, fourth game of the season where guys can stay in there, play spatial teams longer than they normally would. So this might be the best game of the season for UConn as they build the numbers on their program. And they're definitely going to have a really good scheme that Lou Spandos and Jim Mora have cooked up since spring, right? Because they didn't just come up with a defense last week. They started spring practice, yeah, and summer workouts, and now fall. What do you think, Chad? Yeah, I mean, and like you said, this great coaching stuff, you know, you give them – they've been preparing for, you know, you all all offseason. So they've put, you know, not just a week of preparation. They've put a lot more preparation into this. So, um, yeah, I, I, this number, I mean, 27. Right. I mean, it's probably going to get up to 28 tomorrow. It's going to probably keep going up. It's just it's just way too high. It's a complete, I mean, market inefficiency. And there's a lot of value in, in UConn here because – um, I mean, they're just taking last year, the UConn team, that was absolutely terrible. They were training a lot of guys. They're a much improved team. Um, and I'm not saying they're, you know, going to, you know, go win a bunch of games this year. They're still, you know, but, um, you know, to keep this one competitive, Utah State also plays Alabama the following week. So exactly. um, they're not going to show anything. Utah State is going to keep any extra play. If they only win this game by 14 and run the ball and get out, get out of there, with, run the ball up the middle, stay you know, vanilla on defense, play zone. Know, yeah, a 24 to 14 win. Um, right. Yeah. So I, win 13 to nothing. Yeah, that style. That style uh, favors the, the under to be the highest probability of, of the outcome of this game, and then oh, yeah, UConn, UConn to cover the 27 points. So yeah, I mean, I'm those. I like those picks a lot, man. Well yeah, thought you, out. You just mentioned. Uh, and I've had a lot in the episode notes on the methodology, but we use probability theory, decision science, fundamental analysis, which is a way of picking stocks that puts in a lot of value on the corporate governance and how the company or team is managed to manage your investment. That's why we talk a lot about the coaches. And Coach Mora in this situation makes a lot of sense. And Coach Blake Anderson is playing Alabama next week. He knows he might not probably not going to beat Alabama, but playing Alabama close and keeping his team's confidence is important. So he's going to keep things in his back pocket for that. That's the way we feel. So you got UConn under 60 plus 28. Uh, another great coach. I like coaches like this, like the guy from Wyoming. I think it's like Chris Bull, uh, you know, recruited Josh Allen, got him there. Uh, first game of the season against Brent Billima. Brent Billima, head coach at Illinois, won three Rose Bowls, I believe, won three Big Ten titles, uh, coached in the SEC. He has bigger fish to fry as the season moves along. Wyoming has a brand-new offensive line. They have all 18-, 19-year-old guys paying against a bigger-skilled defensive line. From Illinois. So Illinois is happy to win this game 17 and nothing, 13 nothing. Uh, I don't trust the, the side because if they're just trying to win 17 nothing, you know, a pick six, a, a fumble kickoff, or something will kill the side. However, highest level of probability and probability theory is 80%. So I believe there's an 80% chance this is going to go under 44 points. What do you think, Jack? Yeah. Um... I'm 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 gonna be I'm with you here. I'm only playing the under. 
I, I just, you know, the Wyoming, I mean, they have no offensive line. Um, not expecting much offense here from either team. Uh, I do lean like Wyoming plus 14 and a half um, on a side if I had if I had to play one, but I'm not right. going to play it just because it's just, you know, and the reason I like that Wyoming too is just because uh, Illinois is not going to blow you away offensively and the no. total is so low at 43. It's telling me it's going to be a lower scoring game. So 14 and a half is a pretty big spread for that low of a total. Um, but with that being said, yeah, I'm just, I'm going to, I'm going to roll with the, uh, with the under here. And uh, I mean, both teams are going to be slow offensively, a lot of running slow up and down the field. Typical big 10 type football game is what I'm expecting here. And with Wyoming, with that, the, the young offensive line, am I right, Chad, that with a young offensive line, it's easier to teach them to run block than pass block? Yeah, exactly. So, that, yeah, that's that's under all the way. Uh, a game that I'm actually very excited to watch. Yeah. One coach with limited talent has gotten his team to the Big Ten championship game. The other coach, uh, Scott Frost, he had that really good year where you can't finish university, where they finish undefeated and it beat Auburn in the bowl game. But he, that's the only season. That's the only one good season Scott Frost has ever had as a head coach. Four years in Nebraska have been a complete disaster. Uh, the athletic director is getting involved, and it's crazy. The uh, boosters in Nebraska are the ones that reported Nebraska to the NCAA to try to get him on probation to get Frost fired. <laughs> that's, that's as much as the, the boosters hate Scott Frost. He has to win this game. But as we said in the Big Ten preview, uh, Northwestern works in two-year cycles. One year, they're whatever, two and ten. Next year, they're in the title. This is the second year of a two-year cycle. The better coach has more time to prepare. Uh Again, both teams are going to run at each other. Both Nebraska really has to play well and beat Oklahoma in a couple weeks. They're going to have to keep something in their pocket for those Oklahoma Sooners. So I look at the under here. I like over the key number of 10, right? Key number three, seven, 10. I like Northwestern with all this time to prepare. Should be a fourth quarter game plus 11 under 52. What do you think, Chad? Yeah, I mean, all day. Um, I think Northwestern has a chance to, to win this game. I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't win it outright. Um, but like you said, Nebraska does have a lot in it. Scott Frost, you know, has got to win this game. Um, I'd probably see about Nebraska by three. Um, Low-scoring game here. This is just going to be typical. You know, the defenses are going to be ahead of the offenses. Right. Uh, a smash mouth, run the ball, physical Big Ten football game. Um, I mean, I, I, I love this one. They're playing in Dublin, Ireland, too, so they're just in an unfamiliar area. They sleep in there in a different country. Yeah, we know uh, the condition of the field, too. Where they're, it, it can't withstand soccer players, which is a lot lighter. But they're yeah. bigger, clean football guys. So it'll be interesting to see how the field holds up in the second half. Yeah, so I think all those factors being said at first week of the season this year, I, I, I really like this under here. And uh, 12 points is just too many. Um, you know, I th you know, Nebraska is going to win this game by three points, seven points. It's going to be a close competitive game late in the fourth quarter. So, um, yeah, I'm going to take the 12 points. Big time. And it, it's, you look at Northwestern, uh, the guy's been there for like 20 years or 
or longer as a player, assistant, and head coach. They go ten and three, nine and five, three and nine, seven and two, and go to the title game. Three and nine, up year for them. So that's why I like them a lot in this in this game today. It is today. <laughs> Getting late. Uh, Willie Taggart. He was the head coach of USF. Uh, alumni meetings just to bring us in, get to talk to him. He uh, recruited Toby Gadehart at Stanford, almost won the Heisman Trophy. He recruited, he helped recruit the national title team that Daddy Harbaugh won, Western Kentucky, when there were FCS. He goes to USF. He recruits really well, but he sucks at X's and O's. So they bring in Dick Toomey from uh, Arizona to bring in strategy, and boom, they go Martin Mark, Martin Mack, Jonas Johnson. And USF ends up winning 23 games in two years. Uh, he went to Florida State, hired back coordinators, and he got fired. Now he's at FAU. Same thing's going on, but he hired two good coordinators. Todd Orlando's a defensive coordinator. He hired a young hip offensive coordinator. They lost to Charlotte last year. Charlotte doesn't return all their better players. And Willie Taggart, his philosophy is the Harbaugh's philosophy. He likes to run it, control the ball. He has a better roster, better players. So they're going to run it, keep the game under. But since they have to win this game, and Taggart wants to keep his job, they're going to cover the seven points, and it's going to be under 59.5. What do you think, Chad? This is the FAU-Charlie game, right? Yes. And both teams are moving to the AAC. Yeah, th this game. Uh... Man, this game I did not. This is one I didn't research. I left this one up to you, Josh. But uh, yeah, but I'm. And I'll give more insight. But this. Yeah, but I'm rocking with him here. You know, Josh said that. Uh, you know, Charlotte had won this one last year, so there's a little bit of revenge theory here. Good coaching staff. See, so, yeah, I'm rocking with him. The FAU minus the seven, and uh, he said under the fifty nine, right? Right. So that uh, these conference USA games with the team leaving, teams leaving conferences. Yeah, think about the officiating. So North Texas, even though I picked them, it would be interesting to see if UTEP gets the whistle in that game. Because UTEP is saying Conference USA, North Texas are leaving, and the referees are mad because they're going to get less money if Conference USA folds, or they lose their, they'll lose their job. So it would be interesting to see if UTEP gets the whistle in that game. This game, it doesn't matter because both teams are leaving. One game that I'm very excited about. Uh, New Mexico State versus Nevada. And something that Shannon and I talk a lot about is marginal utility. Uh, that's why you see XFL. That's why you see USFL. You see USFL guys go and do well in the NFL. Because, yes, 200, let's say 1,000 football players, 200 to 1, they're elite. But 201 to maybe even 1,200, they're all basically equal, depending on how their worth ethic, uh, how they fit into a scheme. And you can't measure a man's heart, right? You can measure how fast they run, <laughs> how much they live, but you can't measure a man's heart. So there's a lot of, right? Am I right, Chad? There's a lot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so uh, Marginal utility is slim. Yes, yes. Went to the Rams practice. You're better than probably 90% of the receivers out there from a physical standpoint, you know? So 
this is going to be a good game. Enjoy watching it. In, in respect, the, the athletes out there, the coaching, Coach Krill, who basically risking his life, coach New Mexico State. Uh, and N Nevada has a brand new team out there that you don't have no idea how they're going to play. Brand new offensive line. Uh, new Mexico State's bringing in experienced players. And in the transfer portal, they got four or five, four or five stars from bigger programs. So I like Coach Krill, who did great in the lower level of college, did great as an assistant, and then did great resurrecting the Golden Gopher Minnesota program, made him competitive in the Big Ten before he had a seizure uh, on the sidelines. And he's had health problems. He really shouldn't be coaching, but he's dedicated his life to football. Uh, his family has shunned him because they don't want, you know, a death on their hands like this. But all the man does is watch film and recruit. So I like New Mexico State plus eight under 48. And I'm going to sprinkle a little bit on the money line plus 250. What do you think, Chad? Yeah, uh, man, I'm with you. New Mexico State, um, you know, they, they got some good talent. They've got some – retain some new guys in the portal. Um, you know, they got a coach out there risking his life. He could drop dead in any any game. You know, he goes out there. So, um, you know, Nevada, you know, lost Carson Strong, starting quarterback, lost their top seven pass catchers last year. They only have one guy returning. Right. Um, that even had one. He had one catch last year. Uh, they did get a couple guys in the portal. Um, you know, they they returned two running backs, but I mean, their offense is is pretty thin. Um, you know, in New Mexico State, too, I mean, it's kind of having a quarterback three-guy battle going on. They really need to start. So both offenses, I, I'm not expecting anything. Nevada's got a whole new offensive line. I'm not expecting much from both offenses. I think this one goes under, is lower scoring. And I think, you know, anytime you got a lower scoring game, you know, and you got a big spread, um, you know, over nine points. Number. Over yep. number of stuff. Over, you know, um, you know, I don't think that if Nevada does win this game, I don't think they win it by more than a touchdown. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I think I think this game's going to be close down to the wire. Uh, New Mexico State could have a chance to win it late. So, like like that, like nine points, New Mexico State, and well, it's going to be low scoring. Right. I like those unders. I like those unders. And really doing your research, I'll put in the episode notes the top ten rules of, of betting. Number one is never bet your own team. Never bet your own team. Number two is always do your research. And these games came together by doing the research. And again, the experience, right? I've been winning for 14 years in a row. Uh, bought some nice things, uh, you know, only in America. Only in America. And last thing I'll say about this game, I'm excited to look at those New Mexico State uh, receivers that your brother was talking about. That he played with at uh, Saddleback. Yeah, man, I wish I, wish I had their name. But I can't remember. That's bugging me. I'm about to look it up. Yeah, yeah, we'll put it in the episode notes. We'll put it in the episode notes. Uh, but it'll be interesting to watch these guys. Last game we're going to look at is Coach Lee at Vanderbilt. This is a must-win situation for Vanderbilt. They have to win this game. 
they had a miserable season last year. They go two and ten. They return seven on offense, seven on defense. They have eighty-one career starts. Uh, they have Hawaii, Elon, Wake Forest, which they probably lose there at Northern Illinois. They might not win. Then they go Alabama. So if they don't beat Hawaii, they could be one and three going into the bye week. Uh, they don't want to do that because then after that bye week, they have Mississippi, Georgia, and, and at Missouri. They'll probably lose all those three. Another bye, a double bye. SEC, double byes. It was, uh, it almost feels like they cheat with their schedule with double buys and stuff. South Carolina, probably they'll lose at Kentucky, Florida, and Tennessee. So there's not going to be a lot of wins there for Vanderbilt. They know it. Coach Lee knows it. Former Notre Dame guy. Uh, he got his team there early. They were there on Monday to, you know, acclimatize, if that's the word, or, you know, adjust to Hawaii in the time. Uh, Lee made his mark as a defensive coordinator. So that means that he is studying uh, the uh, Tommy Chang offense. And Hawaii just has, again, a brand-new team. They lost about 30 – they lost 30 guys in the portal, and they bring 35 guys back to the portal. So it's going to be hard against that because that's a specialty defense, and the man has to win this game. So that's why I like minus nine, and I like the under. Because, uh, you know, Coach Chang putting an office together with brand new first game of the season against seven guys coming back. And the guys, you know, he's making $3 million a year, and he's not going to get many wins. So he has to dial up one of his better defensive game plans in a winnable game for them. Because really, Hawaii, Elon, Wake Forest is going to be tough. Even Northern Illinois is going to be tough. So those, those, those might not be wins, right? So the, they have to be Hawaii and Elon. And they might, you know, because after that, again, uh, they might lose at Northern Illinois. They're not beating Alabama. Mississippi, Georgia, Missouri, South Carolina, Kentucky, Florida, Tennessee. I don't see any, I don't see any wins there. That's a tough-ass <laughs> schedule, man. <laughs> yeah. So that, that's why this is their Super Bowl. That's that's exactly. Hey, you took the words out of my mouth. This is Vanderbilt Super Bowl. They got here Monday for a reason. They are preparing. <laughs> this is it, boys. Do you want to win a damn game? This is it, boys. The time is now. Get up for this one. Yeah, yeah. You can only get them up for three games, and this is one of them. This is one of them. The coach has to pick up the win with a defensive-minded head coach. I mean, right, you gotta lo- you gotta love the under here with Vanderbilt. Their Super Bowl. You got a defensive coach, young Hawaii team, new offense. Gotta love the under. Gotta love the under. And I love these picks. Uh, and then Thursday's gonna get crazy. I guess there's a holiday next week, so Monday I'll work, and then the rest of the time we'll be researching games. What are your final thoughts? Last game is going to be the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl for Vanderbilt. Last game tomorrow. And then I'm counting the picks. We've got 13 picks tomorrow, man. Um, It's going to be uh, be a good one, man. I think we got to get ourselves 10, 11, 12 winners out there. Exactly. 52.5% is break-even. Arbitrage. 
another financial term we use, which is when you buy uh, 10 or more stocks simultaneously, you do that to take leverage market inefficiency. And people have gotten rich leveraging and exploiting market inefficiency for fundamental analysis. Nobody's gotten rich with technical analysis. So that's why we make, always do 10 or more picks. NFL, college, but we give it away, right? Because you give one, you get 10 back. And we always, so you don't have to pay extra for $300. Just listen to the pod, podcast, learn the concepts you could do it yourself, and have fun watching football. And we always close Winston Churchill. You make a living from your labor, but you make a life from what you give. Thank you for listening to the ESBC podcast, Nationwide Network.